Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Carice Crow, novelist and speaker. We are continuing our series, Editors Uncensored. If you've been a listener, then you will know that we've gone to editors in the business. These are editors who have been in the business for, I would say, five, 10 years or more. Like they've, they've, been, they've been around for a while. And we asked them to tell us the things that are just, that, that they're dying to tell authors or agents. But these are also things that they would hesitate to tell face-to-face because it could make the relationship awkward, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they submitted some things that they wanted to share for the show, and we've got another batch or two of them on our hands. So we're going to be talking about those today. Okay. So this editor wrote, we don't enjoy saying no to you on things. And I assume they're talking about their authors. Right. Uh, we don't enjoy saying no to you. In fact, it would make our lives much easier if we could just give you everything you want. But a really good editor will push back sometimes to nudge you toward what's best for the book and for your readers. Yeah. And I imagine that is not only on story changes or writing changes that could also have financial constraints tied to it like yes they would love to do all of your awesome ideas to try to make the book a success but real world they can't say yes to everything even if they agree with you you know the the publishing house just can't drop everybody else and make you their only priority no matter how much your editor loves your book right and the way that they phrased it that a really good editor will push back sometimes to nudge you toward what's best for the book and your readers. Like, I think many times there's this sense that like when they say no, it means that they are trying to protect themselves or they're trying to protect the company. Mm. You know, there can be that sense, well, they just aren't willing to give me this or take this risk or whatever. Right. But as this editor pointed out, like, no, it's not the case. It's, they really are trying to help make help you make decisions that are best for your career and for the book. And I mean, at some point, I think authors and agents, like we have to acknowledge, like they do this all the time. It's not like this is their first rodeo. And so they can look back on past experience and say, well, no, this is going to be best because we've seen how this other thing plays out or, you know, whatever it may right. be. But I know like getting those no's can be just really tough for authors to take sometimes because it it just feels like they're giving up it's it's a reminder that they don't have full control yeah of the situation absolutely (laughs) and that can be frustrating right so all right the next the next one a lot of the time your editor is fighting for you and your book behind the scenes advocating for you with internal stakeholders. So this one, I've had authors, and I mean, sometimes I've felt this way myself, where it seems like we're not hearing anything, we're not getting any traction, 
right. we don't, when was the last time we got an email? And it feels like they forgot about us. It feels like they're not working hard for us. And we just right. need to rattle the gates and remind them that we exist and keep those emails going, keep those phone calls going. Right. It feels like you've just become another name on a long list mm -hmm. and there's nothing special about you or how they feel about you. It's just mm -hmm. yet another title that's part of their workload. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so that temptation to be like this, the squeaky wheel, you know, to be like constantly at the forefront of their inbox or their phone messages. Um, we don't have to do that. Like they, they are, they bought the book cause they believe in it and they're fighting for it, whether we know or not. And I mean, I've had many conversations with marketing, with book marketing folks where it's like, look, Amanda, <laughs> they say like, look, I, <laughs> I, I could show you the list of things that I've done for this book in the past week. Right. Like, but I don't always, I don't send that out to you, Amanda, because like, it's just, it's just not something that they always do. They don't like give you every little thing that they've done for you in an right. email recap. And you as an agent, do you let your authors know every little thing that you've done for their book or their project? Or, I mean, you want to keep them updated for sure. Right. But I don't know that you'd email them, hey, I spent about two hours on Saturday <laughs> just thinking over new strategies for you. No, but you might send them an email that's like, hey, here's two unique things that I think yeah. could work for you. Yeah. But you're not going to include the eight things that you thought about and then ruled out because oh, that's just not right. going to work. That's too difficult. That's too time consuming or too costly. So it can look like oh, my agent or my editor. Oh, great. You gave me a half an hour of your time. Thanks. When there could be a lot more that went into it, you're just not seeing that work. Right. And you know, you make a good point because I think us agents, we want to keep our authors happy and we have more of an incentive to keep, we have more of an incentive to keep our authors actively happy and loving us. So I think we do tend to talk a little bit more about what we're doing for them. Right. Like you said, we aren't going to, we aren't going to give them the detailed play-by-play -play of how long we spent, but we right. are likely to shoot that email. Hey, I did this, this, and this for you today. Yeah. Because we found when we don't do that, it's just like, well, what are you doing for me lately? Like that kind of, you know, thing. And the so I wonder. does have that, that note to it for sure. <laughs> and so I wonder if that, when then the relationship with the editor, when it's not like that, if that can sometimes trigger something in an, in an author where then they assume, well, nothing's happening because I'm not getting any updates. Right. I don't know. It's just something to think about, I guess. I mean, right. Uh -huh. Interesting. And I mean, the more people you involve in any kind of project, the longer it's going to take. That's just, that's just the reality of mm -hmm. it. And the more things are going to change and then unchange and then go back and then know we're going to change it. And now we're actually back at square one. You know, right. So there you have it, our latest installment of Editors Uncensored. And I think the big takeaway from this week was just how editors are fighting for their authors and for their books, even when the authors may not realize it, and how editors are always trying to do what's best 
for their authors, trying to do what's best for their books. And it can feel like sometimes it's us versus them, I think. But it's important to keep in mind that your editor wants you to be successful. And it's because of your success as an author that an editor is then able to get promoted, get noticed, and move forward in their career as well. So while it may not always feel like your editor has your best interests in mind, just remember that they need you just as much as you need them. And when they're giving advice, when they're offering you ideas, when they're giving feedback, it's really from a position of trying to help. Because if your book is a bestseller, then they benefit from that just as much as you do. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Gate Crashers podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. Tips help to offset the cost of the podcast and they'll also help us grow bigger and better. You can send a tip via PayPal. Simply use our link, paypal.me slash gatecrashers. That's paypal.me, M-E, slash gatecrashers, or log into PayPal and search us using our username, which is at gatecrashers. And be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode.